Well, good evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is the Truckers Podcast. Current events, local, world news, and what's trending. I am your host, Doug, from London, Ontario, Canada. Thank you for joining me this Friday evening at 8 p.m. Well, good evening, ladies and gentlemen from all around the world. This is the Truckers Podcast. Well, here we are, Friday, January the 29th. The last weekend of January, coming into February, February the 2nd, and we would, what we like to call it here in Ontario, a little bit up north there in Wyerton, a little furry little varmint groundhog today on February the 2nd, will determine whether we have an early spring or six more weeks of winter. We're just going to have to wait and find out on February the 2nd, being that we will be in the dead of winter. And of course, today, well overnight, right here in the city of London, Ontario, where I reside, two and a half feet of snow fell overnight. January finally showed up. You know, it took it a little bit, but it showed up with a vengeance, that's for sure. So let's get those thank yous out there, first of all, ladies and gentlemen, to all of our essential workers our frontline workers, our doctors, our nurses, our paramedics and police and fire departments, I thank you for the job that you do day in and day out. Thank you to all my listeners around the world my guests on my show, my followers. I thank you for taking the time out of your day to join me here on the Truckers Podcast. I hope everybody had a good week. Hope everybody was staying out of trouble. I hope everybody is well. I hope everybody is out there following all these mandated rules that we have that we need to do by wearing your mask, social distance, don't gather in large crowds. Because right here in Ontario, Canada, I think it was Tuesday, 
that the Premier of Ontario, Mr. Doug Ford, extended the lockdown and the stay-at-home orders for another 14 days. Now, we've seen our numbers come down a little bit. We're hoping they would come down a lot more. So we just have to wait and see what's going to happen there. I don't know. And here in the city of London, I guess the the uh, uh, London and Middlesex counties, uh, the kids are going back to school on Monday. So hopefully that works out and that we don't have to close them down again and keep them home and do all this online learning, you know, which has become problematic for some people, kids in general, even the little ones, you know. You know, they'd rather be in school seeing their friends, see their teacher. So now they get that opportunity starting Monday. And then, you know, not long after that, six weeks, it'd be March break. And the kids would be home for a week. Hopefully they go right back to school again. But that's going to be remain, uh, remain to be seen. So a few things happening there. You know, so anyways, now I have up here on my screen here, this is a couple from British Columbia, Vancouver. Hey, welcome to the show. I'm your host, Doug, from London, Ontario, Canada. I hope that you have had a, uh, a good week. Hope that you and your family as well. So, yeah, I just made a couple of little uh, announcements uh, before you came on the show here. Um, the kids um, here in the city of London and the county of Middlesex, they are returning to school on Monday. So I hope that goes well, because they have been off since December the 18th. And hopefully that our numbers, you know, keep coming down, they're fluctuating, they go up, they come down, they go up, they come down. I don't know. And that, yeah, we had a little bit of a snowstorm overnight here in the city of London. Two and a half feet of snow fell overnight. And that, so, yeah, that was fun and exciting. Now, this um, couple from uh, Vancouver, BC, they are going to have to appear in court after flying to the Yukon for COVID-19 vaccine. Now a little bit about the Yukon, Northwest Territories here in Canada. 
very, very small community, about a hundred people, mostly elderly people. So these vaccines are for them, not any other Canadian. Therefore, those people up there in the Yukon. So these couple of schmoes decided that they would fly from Vancouver, BC to the Yukon to get their first vaccine, vaccine shot. Now they hatched this plan, you know, we'll go there and we'll say that we're, we're essential workers at the hotel because essential workers there are eligible, was eligible to get it to along with the elderly people of this indigenous community. So they, they hatched this plan and they, uh, they go there and they tell all these lies. They didn't lie about their names because you have to show your identification. They lied about working at the hotel. Their only reason why they were there was to get this vaccine. Now, this couple, they're not your, just your ordinary Canadians. These couples, these couples are millionaires. And his, his wife, she's an actress. I don't, I don't, I don't even remember even seeing her in any shows. I don't know. But anyways. So they hatched this plan to go do this. And, you know, you would think they would be smart enough not to get caught. Because part of the rules going up there to the Yukon, you would have to self-isolate for 14 days. But them saying that they were essential workers and they're working at the hotel, so that that didn't uh, apply because they said they worked there. So how it all came about, they get their shot. And I don't know which one it was, but they said, well, when does the next plane fly back to Vancouver, BC. And the bells start going off. Saying, why would they be asking that question? They said they are up here, they work at this hotel. Why would they be asking when is the next flight leave? So they jumped on this pretty quickly. They start doing some investigating. And well, these two bandits, these vaccine bandits, after they get their first shot, they're they're heading to the airport. Well, lo and behold, the Royal Canadian Mounted Police caught up with them before their flight back to 
Vancouver, BC. So now these two morons, they are going to have to go to court over this now. So the plan allegedly hatched by this casino rich guy, he, he resigned from, from the Canadian casinos, and his Russian actress wife wasn't exactly worthy of Ocean's Eleven when it comes to the felonyness, sophistication of these two Cape Pursuit Crusaders. So, as alleged, this perfect heist, it sure wasn't. How the heck that Mr. and Mrs. Baker expected to waltz into a remote Yukon village of a hundred people and demand a COVID-19 vaccination meant for the indigenous elders without sticking out like a proverbial sore thumb. It's hard to comprehend. Just think of the ignorance of that. I mean, just because you're a millionaire, you think you can just jump in line, go right up to the front of the line of everybody else and get vaccinated? I mean, remember, it's only one dose, right? It's only one shot. The first shot, then you have to wait 21 to 27 days before you get your second one. So I don't know what they were thinking at that part because, you know, they come back to Vancouver. How do they expect to get their second shot? Because they'll be asking, how in the hell did you get your first shot? So, but that's what now these two notorious couples stands accused of doing after the Yukon authorities charged them with breaking the territory public health rules to get the scarce vaccine. You know, it's tough enough. It's tough enough already, you know, to get this vaccine, this vaccine to the Yukon. It's one of the territories up here in Canada. They have three territories and 10 provinces in Canada. It's tough enough already to get it there. The logistics of it all just to get it there. For a, a, a community of 100 people. Our beloved indigenous people. And these two schmoes thought just because they're millionaires, they just jump ahead of the line and get a vaccine shot. So they're they're being they're they're being charged for the territory public health rules to get this vaccine. So now Mr. Baker, he resigned as the CEO of the Great Canadian Gaming Corp after he and his wife were each fined. Now get this, 
Maybe they didn't know they were millionaires at the time, but they were only fined 1150 bucks for breaking the Yukon's Civil Emergency Measures Act. That's 2500 here in Ontario if you do that. The outrageous story of the millionaire's couple's vaccine has made headlines around the world. And it still has people fuming all across Canada, especially in the Yukon. When I first read this story a couple of days ago, I just could not believe what I was reading. It was just absolutely appalling that these two schmucks would pull a stunt like that. My parents, they live in a retirement home. My dad's 80, my mom's 76, and they haven't been vaccinated yet. They have a shortage of vaccines here in the country. going to be the middle of February before Pfizer, you know, starts shipping out more because right in, right in the middle of this pandemic, they decided that they have to upgrade a, a facility. I mean, I appreciate their hard work and hard efforts to come up with a vaccine. But they must have full well known You know, while they're coming up with this vaccine that, hey, wait a minute, we have to upgrade some facilities in order to get this going really well. But they didn't. So, yeah, we uh, are not going to see vaccines until the middle of February. And still not as many as we're, we're expected to get. So our government here in Canada is pretty upset with Pfizer. So in the Yukon, they say that we talk pretty plainly about stuff, but try not to use explicitives, Yukon Community Service Minister. I mean, I would. I'd just be cursing. I was cursing after I read the story. You know, they're they're just they're just really upset up there in the Yukon that this couple had the audacity to go and do what they did to get a vaccine shot. Many more people are furious that a wealthy, privileged couple would even think of jumping the vaccine queue, especially in a remote vulnerable, indigenous community. And many others are frustrated that the punishment doesn't come close to fitting the offense. You know, you know, they would never see jail time. They're millionaires. They get the most most expensive lawyers in the country. You know, they'll never see jail. But the fine should be a lot more than 1150 bucks. 
don't care if you're a millionaire or not. So Mr. Baker, oh, this is what he this is what he reportedly made. 45.9 million on stock options over the past 13 months. And he stands to pocket an additional $28 million if the sale of the Great Canadian to an American buyer goes through later this year. And he's only getting $1,150 fine. Could they face stiffer punishments under the Yukon law? The offense all also carries a potential six months jail term. It's like I said, $45.9 million. They make another $28 million. You think he's really going to do six months in jail? Not likely. Now, if that were me, oh, yeah. Oh, I'd be seeing six months in jail if I pulled that stunt. And it says here, they said that pursuing the case would be complicated, especially if the bakers have already paid their fines. Well, $1,150. Hey, welcome to the show. I'm your host, Doug, from London, Ontario, Canada. So I was just out here talking about this wealthy couple from Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada decide to go up to the Yukon, Northwest Territories here in Canada to jump ahead of everybody to get a vaccine shot. Disobey the health rules that, that are up there in the Northwest Territories. They lied to the community. They said that they were essential workers at the hotel and they were not. You know, they're just ignorant, ignorant snobs that thought they would just jump ahead of everybody and take away a vaccine shot from an, an elderly person. They only have 100 people in this community. Thank you for the like. Like. So they got caught, obviously. And they were only fined 1150 bucks, and they're millionaires. Pretty appalling. It's pretty sad. It's pretty sick what they did. What is it like being a truck driver? I don't know. It's like being anything else, I guess. You know, just a job. I did my traveling. I did my long haul. I mean, I did, you know, driving truck for 33 years. Now I'm, you know, I'm home every day, off weekends. I don't cross the border anymore. 
haven't done that in a long time. So that means I can be out here. I can be out here enjoying your company and you enjoy my company. And that, so, yeah, these two people that did this, you know, it was pretty sad. You know, now, how do they think they're going to get their second shot? That's to remain to be seen. May not happen. You know, I don't care. I don't care what you have, ladies and gentlemen. You know, I don't care how rich you are. You know, it doesn't give you the right. You know, to do what this couple did. And to lie just to get a vaccine shot. It's just absolutely appalling. how difficult it is to get yeah it is it is scary sometimes you know and how difficult it is to get these vaccines up to the northwest territories here in canada you know it's just crazy absolutely crazy so now you know i've talked about uh this one uh, particular story um, a couple times. Now our Prime Minister of Canada, Justin Trudeau, he's been saying now for weeks, don't travel. Don't go anywhere don't make any non-essential travel plans because you may find yourself in a really bad spot where you can't get back because maybe the sunshine place you went to cancels the flights leaving because of COVID-19. Our land borders are closed between the United States and Canada, and they have been since last March. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no problem there. So now. We had some new rules come out too about um, people trying to. Yes, absolutely. Nice talking to you too. Thank you for joining me. Now, international travelers and even Canadians flying back to Canada, the new rules came out January the 7th that anybody flying to Canada, you would have to have a COVID-19 test 
72 hours prior to your flight, you would have to test negative. And then when you did arrive in Canada, you'd have to quarantine for 14 days. International travels or Canadians coming home doesn't matter. Now the prime minister for the last couple of weeks, he, he's been telling people, telling Canadians, cancel your trips. If you think you're going somewhere spring break, you better think again. But he had to be really careful how he did this because in our constitution here in Canada, Canadians have the right to leave the country. Canadians have the right to come home. And we have the right to travel anywhere we want in this country. So he had to do it a certain way. So it didn't violate, you know, our rights and freedoms. So Mr. Prime Minister Trudeau, our Prime Minister, um, pretty smart guy. Pretty smart guy. So, this is what happens when. You know, because we had a lot of problems with people, you know, government officials traveling. You know, the, the travel advisory is don't make un, unnecessary trips. Right? Don't do it. But some, even some government officials, you know, because, you know, they, they, things don't apply to them. You know, some CEOs of big corporations, you know, these travelers, travel advisories, you know, um, don't apply to them. See, the other problem was there was no restrictions in the United States. So people could fly to Florida. People could fly to Arizona. You know, Canadians could fly to California. Because there's no restrictions. Couldn't drive across the border because it's closed. So the new rules now that he's saying to enter any winter weary Canadians eyeing a vacation, we're told to cancel their plans. Friday at Ottawa cancel flights to the popular sun destinations and ordered all arrivals to test for COVID-19 and they'll swallow the hefty quarantine costs. So on top of you have to have that COVID-19 test 72 hours prior to your flight coming to Canada and test negative, Canadians who love to go 
away and get away from this cold weather up here. Mr. Prime Minister Justin Trudeau got the airlines to agree to cancel all the flights to all these sunshine destinations. So the airlines agreed. I think that's great. I think that's just, just flipping awesome. Because while we're trying to battle this virus, people going away, they come back and they test positive. Now, and this and this goes this goes for international travelers too, not just Canadians. Anybody trying to come into this country, you're going to have to pay the cost when you get here to stay in a hotel. And of course, you have to be test negative before you get on your flight to come here. And of course, you're going to have to quarantine for 14 days. And they've even made stricter measures on that to make sure that's what you're going to be doing. Now, these new restrictions are meant to discourage non-essential travel and reduce the spread of, of more infectious variants that could send domestic case counts soaring. Well, we got the United Kingdom variant here in Canada, even right here in the city of London, Ontario, where I live. Now, Prime Minister Trudeau said all arrivals to Canada will have to quarantine in an approved hotel for up to three days at their own expense while they await results of the COVID-19 test taken at the airport. And that still, the other rule still applies that you have to test negative before you get on your flight from wherever you're coming from 72 hours prior. It could cost each traveler more than $2,000 and is in addition to the already mandatory pre-departure COVID-19 test that I was just telling you about 72 hours before you even get on the airplane to come here and test negative. Now those positive tests, if people did test positive when they got here, they will isolate in a designated government facility. While those with negative results would serve the rest of their two week quarantine in a hotel. And the government will be watching to make sure travelers com will comply. Because they're going to be hiring a whole bunch of people to make sure you're not going anywhere. 
Now, Transport Canada is screening and will confirm new arrivals are indeed in quarantine. Starting in Montreal and Toronto, violations, uh, violations are considered an offense under the Quarantine Act and will lead to penalties including six months in prison and or a 750,000 in fines. If you decide that you're gonna be a kick crusader and try to get away, they catch you for not quarantining. Travelers must also submit a COVID-19 related information electronically daily. And the chief public health officer, Teresa Tam, our top doctor here in this country, said another swab takes place on day 10. So you better be where you were told to be. Because it'll get real expensive for you if you don't. So what I'm telling you to international travelers, and, and, and you know, this goes for Canadians too, coming back into the country who are away right now. This is all gonna to apply to them as well. Not just international travelers. So what I'm telling you is, there's no need to come here. Because this is what you're going to be facing when you get here. It'd just be a waste of your time. Because if you think you're going to come here for sightseeing, well, you're out of luck. Because there's nothing to see here. Because different parts of the country, even where I am right now, right right now here in the city of London, Ontario, Canada, we are in a lockdown and a stay-at-home order. Go for essential things as groceries, the drugstore. If you're an essential worker, you go to work. Most places are all shut down here. So it would just be pointless to come to Canada. Federal officials made it clear that spring break holidays are off the table and directed strong words to anyone who embarks on a recreational jaunt. Well, good luck getting a flight to these sunny destinations now because the airlines have agreed to suspend those flights. And anybody who has already booked anything, they'll just be getting their money back because they're now not going anywhere. 
So, and you'll be on the hook for the full cost. There are health measures, security measures, testing measures, and transport measures, all of which we don't believe that Canadian taxpayers should be on the hook for. So why should I pay for international travelers my tax dollars to take care of you? And Canadians coming back, why should my tax dollars take care of you? I don't think so. I'm glad to see that the Prime Minister is going to make sure that the money is going to come out of your own pocket. Trudeau said that Air Canada, WestJet, Sunwing, and Air Transat will suspend services to all the sunny destinations starting Sunday. And this will run all the way through to April the 30th. Starting next week, all international passenger flights must land only at four airports. Vancouver, British Columbia, Toronto, Ontario, Calgary, Alberta, and Montreal, Quebec. Airlines will help arrange the return of customers currently on a trip, Trudeau said. So, anybody who decides to go somewhere right now, the airlines will help them get back. Non essential travelers will also will also have to show a negative test before entering the land borders with the United States. While the border is closed to non-essential travel, and it has been since last March, truck drivers can cross, but nobody else. Our Prime Minister said that containing the pandemic will depend on an array of measures, including continued public health measures, and that we get the vaccines as soon as possible because Pfizer has created a, a shortage of vaccines, not just here in Canada, but other countries around the world because they decided they needed to upgrade a facility in Belgium. So, Canada will be getting fewer doses than expected from its next shipment, even of the Moderna vaccine. I don't know why Moderna, because Pfizer and Moderna is two different places. Canada is looking at 180,000 doses next week, which is 78% of what was expected. But he said the country is on track to receive 2 million doses of the Moderna vaccine before the end of March. 
Well, this is the only end of January. That's two more months. And this is why he's putting all these added restrictions on international travelers and Canadians. Because, you know, some people just don't listen. Some people that think the rules don't apply to them. You know, like this couple that went to the Yukon Northwest Territories and lied about why they were there to get a vaccine shot. They were millionaires. Somehow they think they've got millions and millions of dollars that they can do as they please. Penalty is not strict enough. It's just not. For stunts pulled like that, not even close to being strict enough. Now, I think it's great the way that our, our prime minister went about this for the travel, the added travel restrictions, not just on Canadians, but on international travelers. To have the airlines agree not to fly to the sunshine destination. I think that's fantastic. Because we all need to stay home, ladies and gentlemen. We all need to stay home. Stay in our own country. Our own cities, our own towns, our own villages. Follow the health guide rules so we can get out of this mess. So we can go back to normal when we were normal. Everybody knows what normal is, right? We all know what it is. And it's just the way it is. It's just the way it is. Welcome to the show. Thank you for joining me. I'm your host, Doug, from London, Ontario, Canada. So, what do you think about that? These new rules that the Canadian government has just slapped on travel. I think it's great. You know, back me back uh, probably November, I think it was. There were some people, you know, because the land border is closed between Canada and the United States, you cannot drive into the United States for non-essential. Only transport trucks can go over. So what these people did is they had their RV loaded on a transport truck, taken across the border, and then fly across, jump in their RV, and drive down to Florida. 
you know, because these travel restrictions, you know, somehow didn't apply to them. I don't care how they did it. Well, I do care how they did it because they really ticked me off how they did it. And these private companies, so they take a, pl a private plane, you know, it really ticked me off. That they're somehow were able to get around this. But they come back at the end of March. And look at the restrictions that they're going to have to face coming back. What I just told you. So they'll drive their RV back up to the airport. Have the uh, private plane come and pick them up. Transport truck will pick up their RV, bring it across the border. And now they can only land in four different airports. And now they're going to face those new rules. And they're still going to need to be tested 72 hours prior to getting on a flight. Their private, their private plane that they pay for. And all the expense comes out of their pocket. Because why should the why should the government why should the Canadian government pay for you to quarantine for fourteen days in a hotel? I don't think so. You know, the United States you know great people. I, I love Americans. I really do. Our next door neighbors. You know, yes, they are on board with us with the border being closed, the land border being closed. But they should be stopping all international flights coming into the United States. That just make things even better. Have these measures in place when they when whether you're an American or you're an international traveler coming into the United States have these same mandatory measures that Canada is just being put in place. But these people who went down there in November, they're, they're, these, are the, these are the people that stay down in Florida all winter long. They're not just going for a few days or, or whatnot. They're, they're going down there for the entire winter. And then they got to come back to Canada. And they're going to find out in a hurry that when they do 
have their RV loaded up on a transport and brought back across the border, that they're going to have to get a COVID-19 test done before they fly back to Canada and test negative. Private plane or not. So I hope they, I hope, you know, these Canadians who went down to Florida for the winter, I hope you are watching the news. Because if you hadn't, you won't be able to come back here until you test negative and quarantine for 14 days on top of that. You won't be able to jump into your RV, drive back to Quebec. You're going to be living in a motel for 14 days, paying out of your own pocket. You know, with the stay-at-home orders here in Ontario, Canada, and the lockdown, we just had that just extended for another 14 days. We're trying to battle this virus like everybody else is around the world. And it's really, you know, you can say it's really um, unfortunate that the, the Canadian government had to put these added measures on top of the, tra the travel advisories already that were in place. Because people weren't getting it. Oh, I'm just gonna fly to Cuba and wherever I wanna go. Because you can. But to get the airlines on board, not violating, not violating, any human rights at all. Because it's the airlines who are saying, no, we're not flying there. We're not going to these places. You know, so your, your freedoms are not being violated. To all my fellow Canadians, Because it was something that was really, you know, that he really had to look at. You know, he'd have to consult with lawyers and everything else that the that the prime minister would be able to do without violating anybody's rights. So. I mean, there's no tourism here in Canada. Tourism here in Canada doesn't even exist. Every non-essential business is shut down.
So there's nothing to see here. There's no point of coming here. We want you to come here. You know, it's like every country, Canada loves tourism. We want you to come here, but you can't come here right now. You know, I'm sure people around the world, I'm sure you, do, you don't want a bunch of people flocking to your country. Potentially bringing the virus into your country. You don't want that. You know, neither does Canada. You just don't. No, we're not as bad off as the United States with this virus. But our numbers have jumped quite a bit. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Doug. I'm in Ontario, Canada. So it's just out here talking about these uh, added restrictions. Captain Jimmy. How are you, Captain Jimmy? So I was just talking about these added restrictions on top of the restrictions for international travelers and Canadians alike. Well, right, okay, so right now, so I'll, I'll give you I'll give you an update there, Captain Jimmy. On January the 7th, the Canadian government mandated that anybody coming into Canada internationally or Canadian coming home, that you will have to have prior to your flight, 72 hours prior to your flight, you would have to have a COVID-19 test done. You have to test negative. And you have to have that documentation with you before you board the flight to come to Canada. And then when you did come here, you'd have to self-isolate for 14 days, negative or not. Now, our Canadian government wanted to put more added restrictions on top of that, and they had to do it very carefully because you didn't want to infringe on our freedoms and rights because Canadians could leave the country and come back, go all over the country, wherever they want. Now to get these added restrictions put on, you got the airlines to agree that they're not going to be flying to any sunshine destinations. And the Prime Minister of Canada has been talking about this for a couple of weeks. So that means What'll happen here and it's also going to be coming the cost will be coming out of each traveler which will end up costing you more than two thousand 
and is in addition to the already mandatory pre-departure COVID-19 tests that I just said. Those with positive tests will have to isolate in a designated government facility. Those with negative results will still have to quarantine. And the travelers must also submit a COVID-19 related information electronically on a daily basis while they're quarantined. They're hiring an additional officers to make sure that you didn't leave the hotel. whether you're an international traveler or you're, you're a Canadian coming home. So, and he got Air Canada, WestJet, Sunwing, and Air Transat. They're going to suspend all of their services to all the sunshine destinations around. And that's going to start this Sunday. And it'll be lifted April the 30th. And he's telling Canadians for the last two weeks, cancel your trips. Because new measures are coming in. So anything that you have booked, cancel. And the airlines, Air Canada, WestJet, Sunwing, Air Transit will be refunding any Canadian their money. I think that's awesome. I think this is absolutely awesome. You know, because my prediction, this is now, this is just my prediction. Because we move into a new year and we've only picked up where we left off. Nothing's changed. The virus is still here. Cases are still going up. We have the new variant from the United Kingdom. and a travel advisory that just doesn't seem to be working, but now it's going to. And if it's hurt a lot of Canadians' feelings because you can't go somewhere this March break or February, I'm not gonna shed a tear for you, just not. I'm not going to go boohooing because you can't go somewhere. I'm not going to boohoo because I can't go somewhere. I'm more than happy to wait. I'm more than happy to wait for the great days to come back again. 
That's what I, that's it. I'm really happy about that. But my prediction is that we're going to be this, 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 um, this virus. It's going to be another year of this. Now, I'm hoping our government here in Ontario, the provincial government, you know, because he's he's extended our lockdown and our stay-at-home orders for another 14 days. I'm hoping the next 14 days, at the end of the 14 days, that he can lift this lockdown. So our small businesses can get open. People can get back to work. But that depends on us. You could extend it for another 14 days. Depends on the numbers. A lockdown and a stay-at-home order, all at the same time. Now, the province of Quebec, they even added in a curfew from 8 p.m. until 5 a.m. If you were caught out after 8 p.m. and you weren't out there for any essential business, you're not coming home from work or going to work, you got an $880 fine. So I'm curious. Hello, how you doing there, Captain Jimmy? I'm doing good. So I'm curious, where is this at that you're saying that y'all have that uh, order? Canada. London, Ontario, Canada. So even, so even, even if for the essential worker, like uh, the essentials for like groceries and stuff, They'll still get a fine for being out past eight in Quebec and the problem. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So you'd have to do all your grocery shopping in the morning, afternoon before 8 PM. Okay. Well, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what they're doing there in, in Quebec. Um, like I applaud not- them actually. I, honestly, I, I applaud them for taking that step. I mean, I wish, uh, in America, they would people would stop being so ignorant, and you know the mayors and governors would stop being so ignorant and do some kind of stay-at-home order, so we can get this shit under control instead of people being retarded. And I hate to use that word, but I mean that's the nicest way I'm going to put it: people being retarded and thinking, "Oh, it's like the flu. It's it's nothing to be worried about." Uh, hell no, it's not like the flu. And I go, "This is more contagious than the damn flu. More people get." Uh, COVID, having any COVID and, and now there's two different or actually I took about there's five different variants of it now well and not only that the United States is looking at what about a half a million deaths maybe by the end of February they, well they said either at the end of end of February or maybe at the uh, start of summer something like June yeah 
So yeah, but I mean, all that is due to people. Like I said, you know, all that's due to people not wearing their mask right. And you know, I don't know about you, but it irritates the ever living hell out of me when I see somebody put their mask on their under their nose. I'm like, that is not going to protect you at all. I was like, I don't know what you're thinking or how you think covering only your mouth is going to protect you from getting COVID. Well, you realize it's a it's a, it's a vapor. You inhale it. It gets into your your nose and your lungs and affects you that way, right? Not just through your mouth, you dummies. I see that. <laughs> yeah, I see that. I see that here too. Mm. It's a shame, right? It's sad, though. You know, these people, the pe- people think they're not going to get it when when they're we're, they're like that, and it's just you know mind boggling. They th- they think they're not going to get it, and and. I don't know how bad it is over there in Canada, in the Quebec area, but over here down in the, in the south region, apparently uh, people don't, under, don't understand, don't, they don't understand, don't have a big gathering, don't make big parties or big gatherings because down here we have a bunch of stupid teenagers making COVID parties and they have a, a pot. Uh, they've been putting money in a pot and whoever gets COVID first wins that money. I, and there's like thousands I, of dollars in that damn thing. Yeah. I, um, I uh, read a story about that too. And I thought that, that's absolutely crazy, but you know what? Canada yeah. is not any different than any other country in the world. We people here, yeah. you know, holding parties and doing all this stuff, you know, uh, and only, only to find out that, you know, there, there was one party before Christmas. Um, there's 22 people in this household, and you're only supposed to have 10 at the time, mm-hmm. and half of them tested positive. Right, yeah, and we had a we had an incident like that over here, and the thing that like pissed me off about it. I mean, what really pissed me off about it is that these people were had the nerve to ask people for money to help their family members. I'm like, well, you know, you wouldn't be in that predicament if y'all dumbasses would have just followed the rules. How hard is it? I mean, you, you, you make it sound so difficult. It's like, I mean, I, I'm going to put it this way. It's like God telling Adam and Eve, don't eat the apple from this tree. And they made it, they made that seem, they made that seem difficult as shit. You have all these trees with all this fruit in it. And you decide to eat from that tree after God told you one simple thing. Don't eat the fruit from that tree. And you made that seem sound so hard. And these people, same thing, a simple thing, a simple request. And they make it seem like they're like, like the government's uh, doing martial law or something. It's like people chill out. We can get through this. If you do the right thing, stop being so hard headed and, uh, you know, naive, thinking that this is gonna pass right away. I mean, how many have we seen this throughout the history? You had the Black Plague, that was the big one of the biggest ones that s- still holds a lot of deaths. I mean, COVID hasn't reached uh, the death. The, thank God it hasn't hasn't reached the death toll of, of the Black Plague. Then you got smallpox, you got uh, measles, and you got what, what was the other one? A uh, polio. Yeah, so this okay. has happened through. This has happened through throughout the history of man that there's always this disease that pops out of nowhere. But you know, we work together like we did in the past. Our ancestors did in the past, and stop it. We can get on with our lives. As yeah, a, that's also, just yeah, that's and just also the, the Spanish mm-hmm. flu. 
on the Spanish flu. Oh, you know what makes me you know what makes me laugh is that people get offended when they call the COVID virus a Chinese flu or the oh, Chinese that's virus. That's ridiculous. But yet, but, but yet it's okay to call the Spanish flu the Spanish flu. Is like, you see Spanish people crying and com- complaining about it being called the Spanish flu? You know, it's not yeah. new. Yeah. No. So you have to cry about something. Yeah, and the thing about that though too is that um, um, in 1918 um, they didn't really know where it came from. Yeah, exactly, and it didn't even come right. from. Um, what did it? Have, yeah, it didn't even come from uh, a Spanish area. It just happened that a uh, Latino uh, happened to catch this type of flu. So because he was Latino, they called it Spanish flu. Yeah, not only that, you had all the uh, all the you know. Uh, men and women coming home from World War One. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Right, and that's how it spreads. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. So I mean, like, I don't get like today's generation has gotten so ridiculously soft, and they, I mean, they they've become the bullies. Let's face it. They're, what they're doing is reverse bullying. Instead of stopping bullies, they become the bullies. And they don't even realize that they're the bullies now. That's how ridiculous it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a, and this is coming from somebody like, I mean, like me growing up in like middle school and high school, I had my bullies. And you know what? To me, this is ridiculous. This is going above and beyond the how to stop bullying is making everything seem it's okay. It's normal. When you don't have a shed of scientific proof to say it's okay or it's normal or, you know, let them do that. Like, I'm not sure if you heard, but they just passed a law over here or, or our President Biden wants to pass a bill or law saying that it's okay for men who identify as women to walk into a women's bathroom and change your room and fitting rooms and locker rooms because they say they're a woman, not a man, even though they're genetically or biologically a man. And vice versa, like if a woman says she's a man, she can walk into a man's bathroom, locker room, fitting room, changing room. I'm like, you know how much problems that's going to cause? How much sexual assault cases are going to go up? It's on. Um, don't pretend it's not. It's going to happen. It's yeah, like, I mean, there's, there's probably no way around that. I mean, you know, the same rule. Yeah, there is. We can. Well. Oh yeah, no kidding. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let me ask you: uh, Has has there been any strings of assaults in the locker rooms or bathrooms or anything like that since y'all had it? I haven't heard any. Uh, see, not that you know of, but it, yeah, I mean, I used to it's work for... Happened, you know. I used to work for a police department in my hometown, and uh, listening to the news, like the cases that get reported, and there's only like a little handful of cases that get reported on the news compared to when you work there and you understand how many cases go in a day. In your city, there's like thousands of hundreds and thousands of cases of assault, burglary, uh, sexual assault that goes that goes into a police department every day, and only some of them make it to the news. And you're like, why are we not talking about all these cases? Why are we keeping this silent? And then you think about it, you know, if we start telling the public how many cases uh, of assault, robbery, break-ins, all this, people are going to be paranoid. Yeah. So in order to control control that, they don't they don't, they only allow certain unless it's something horrendously like a serial killer, or a, a horrendous murder, or a murder suicide, some crazy shit like that. Then 
more than likely you're going to see it on the news. But other than that, I mean, they really do, police departments really do keep it um, under wraps. They're, they don't want too much crap to go out. No, it's true. Yeah, it's true. But um, looks like out here, uh, out in Alberta, it looks like they're they're going to ease some uh, restrictions on gyms and restaurants, um, school sports, I guess. Hmm. Um, here in the city where I live in London, Ontario, um, the public schools are going back to school on Monday. All right. Yeah. Yeah, they've been they've been out since uh, December the eighteenth. Mm-hmm. Well, over here, like I mean, because right now, currently, I I work for a school, and over here, we uh, our superintendent just I made an announcement like a week week ago that he wanted everybody to. It's highly he said he quote unquote I highly recommend everybody do uh, stay at home uh, learning. Than, uh, than to come to the campus. And ever since you said that, the campus has been very low on in, in attendance. It's mm-hmm. almost like it's only like maybe between 10 to maybe 20 kids every day, but it seems like it's getting lower and lower. Mm-hmm. Which I yeah. mean, it doesn't, I mean, it doesn't surprise me because every day or every other day, really, they're sending a letter home saying that uh, one person tested positive, two people, three, and now it's up to four people, a, a letter being tested positive for COVID. And the kids are freaking out. I mean, because kids, kids were dropping left and right like crazy. And uh, there are a lot of them are paranoid. They don't even want to go back to school. And some of the kids are, why do we Why do we even have a school semester if they know this pandemic's out there? It's ridiculous to even go to school. I mean, I can, I can be held back a year. That's fine. It's not like putting kids putting kids' lives in and in, in, in danger because I, I get it. You know, this, I don't know how it is within Canada, but in the United States, the government will only fund a school, a public school, if there's so many kids in the school. If there's not so many kids attend, enrolled in it, attending, they won't fund the school money anymore. It'll stop and the school will close or the, the independent school districts will start closing. Because there's not money coming from the government, I'm like, well, and I'm like, what's a where did you rather have a bunch of students sick and half of let's just say half, uh, half of them dying because of this virus, other other half sick, very ill, and still having to deal with the after effects of it. Because one of the teachers that I know, I know, they're still coughing like crazy, even mm-hmm. though it's been like two weeks. They they tested positive, they did their two week quarantine, they got better. They're considerably, they're considered no longer contagious, but that guy's still coughing like crazy, and I don't like going near him. I'm going to be honest, yeah. even if he's not contagious, I still don't like going near him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so our schools here, our public schools here, I mean, they're, they're, um, they're funded uh, by the uh, provincial government. Mm, and uh, um, if there's what's happened, you know, that I've seen over you know, the last couple of decades or whatever like that, if there's a role, a low enrollment in the school, then what they'll do is they'll just, um, they'll bust the children to other schools and fill up spaces there. And then they'll close that school down or whatever. But, you know, that's just the way it is. But Uh, now, now they're building more schools.
So, ladies and gentlemen, what else is happening out there? So, for those who are joining me, I've seen a couple more people come on here. That too. Um, we just touched on on a different different subjects here. What's going on here in Canada with travel and um, the new added restrictions on top of the restrictions? And uh, I talked earlier about a couple that decided that they were going to fly out to the Yukon to get their COVID test, which was. Um, Really not the right thing to do because they had quarantine measures there and they did nothing but lie about who they were and stuff. So they're in a whole lot of trouble. And that, so are you still there, Captain Jimmy? Jimmy. I can go do something. Which we comes back. If anybody wants to. Uh, comment on anything that I talked about, you're more than welcome to. You're more than welcome to use the call in. Always happy to hear from you. I'm getting a little bit of an echo here because Jimmy is going somewhere. But, uh, yeah. So just keep in mind, ladies and gentlemen, about coming to Canada and the restrictions that you'll be taking. Okay, I'm back. There you are. I was getting a little bit of echo here because you disappeared on me. Mm. That's okay, though. Yeah, sorry about that. I'm oh, sorry. Yes. What were you saying? Yeah, so just a couple people that come on here, see them come on here, I just give them a little bit of a recap of um, oh, what's cool. been happening here in Canada with the new travel restrictions added on, yeah. already on top of the restrictions. So, you know, we're just, uh, I mean, we have to get out of this. You know, mm-hmm. you know sooner or later, like I said uh, earlier too, that, you know, my prediction that we're still going to be in this pandemic at the end of this year. That's my yeah. prediction. So, yeah, I, yeah. Um, a lot of people are saying that. I honestly, I don't. Th- I mean, I think we will be, but I don't think the pandemic will be as bad anymore. Uh, and people, wish, I mean, the our governments and our appointed leaders and uh, councils that we have, they'll start reopening everything slowly. But still, recommending people wearing masks, and I doubt it, anytime soon people will take their mask off. I think it's going to be a very long time before people have that trust again where they can walk out their door without a mask. Mm-hmm. Yeah, even like even standing in line at the checkout, the grocery store or something like that too, right? Yeah, I mean, I honestly, like, it irritates me sometimes when I go to the grocery store just because uh, I have these people, I mean, there's stickers on the floor that say six feet, stay six feet apart and be on these stickers. 
And then I have people like right on top of my back. I'm like, can y'all not read or do you, you not understand that, that we have uh, these laws that are, that are going on saying that you have to be six feet and you're not six feet. I'm like, you're like three, maybe three and a half feet away from me. Get back. Oh, I had to do that right from like when, when it first started last year. Yeah. You yeah, know, so I, was, I, mean, I, was I I've been doing it since last year. I, you know, I, was getting, I was getting a coffee and I'm, I'm standing on like they had the round circles and I'm standing on the round circle and, and I look behind me and the guy's like two feet behind me. Bards yeah. FM says Captain Jimmy's non-patriotic podcaster. How am I not a patriot, patriotic? I believe <laughs> in the safety of everybody. Absolutely. Everybody should be, be, be saved no matter what country or city, state, etc. where you're from. You shouldn't be stupid and ignorant. The Bards FM has reported reported me for what? Are you or me? Me for what? I haven't even done anything. See, these are the kind of people that I was going to tell you about that you got to be careful with because they cry yeah. about everything, report, and then you get blocked from Podbean for like two weeks. Oh, is that right? Yep. How am I a hater? Who did I hate on Bards FM? Come on, tell me. Who is this guy? Colin, 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 tell me. You want to talk all this mess? I'd rather hear it from your voice. Come on. Call in. Man up. I just blocked him. Oh, okay, good. I just blocked him. You know, I, I mean, I, I mean, you're on here talking to me. We have other guests on the show, you know, yeah. listening and stuff like that. And, and and they read this, what I'm reading. And you too. Yeah. yeah. Right? yeah it upsets me that we got people like the clowns like this today. say that come in and they troll people and they uh, want to start all this drama. I, I don't know if you were here earlier, but um, few like a, a last year or yeah, but last year and around this time, we were having pod wars where people were uh, po- other podcasters were coming in and uh, lying about the podcaster that's podcasting and stealing um, listeners and trying to be number one at the top. It was going on for a long time. It was a pretty ugly, bitter pod war there, pod being right. wars and. I mean, there's got to be over 7 million podcasters out there. For real. You know, and I'm I'm just, I've only been doing this for a year. I'm a little guy, you know. And I, 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 and I like, I just, you know, I don't care where the numbers are or, or how many downloads and, and all this stuff out there. I like coming out here and, and, and talking to people. And, you know, and, and, and yourself and, and, and uh, listeners call in, you know, and uh, it's something that I just, I just really enjoy doing. Yeah, I hear you. Me too. You know, that's why, I, that's, you know, that's why I do it. Like I get on here because, you know, for a course for social, so, social, you know, interaction and, um, and you know, and you know, because I want to make a show like my my show. I talk about like real life cases, and uh, you know, I want these cases to be known. You know, I want these cases to be solved. I'm tired of turning on the TV and or turning on the news on the radio and hearing about all these people kidnapping, disappearing, uh, murders, and uh, it's it's just getting ridiculous now. It's like we we're in the 21st century we have all this technology and we still can't find these people or we still can't figure out an algorithm to um you, you know keep tabs on all, all the people like 
what do you call it? Like, like the pedophiles and stuff that they release after so many years in jail, they release them, but they can't figure out a way to keep tabs on them all the time and stuff. Yeah, I know they got probation officers and stuff, but come on, something's got to give. Mm-hmm. So how many of like how many of them go back kidnapping and uh, assaulting children and other people, adults as well, and stuff? And you know this been going on for like years, over and over and over, and. There's so many people, innocent people go missing, and it just makes you wonder, like, to me, I I wonder a few things. One, how could a person live with themselves doing that? How do you think it's okay or normal to do that? And number two, how, how are they not getting caught? They're, like, in the biggest crowded places, and somehow they can walk up to a kid, grab the kid, and walk out without one single person seeing them. And it just it amazes me. I mean, and it happens. You know, you have kids... Uh, theme parks every year in the United States. I don't know how it is in Canada, but in the United States, there's at least one kid every year who gets kidnapped out of a theme park. And I mean, there's thousands of people there, and not one person sees a suspicious person grabbing a child or yanking a child up out the front gates. You kidding me? Yeah, I know. Yeah, there's so many unsolved cases out, you know, here in Canada too, and around the world. So. Mm. Yeah, that's a good show to talk about. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I like talking about that stuff. And I have, I have my uh, other shit. Like I do other stuff too. I talk about like just random topics, random talking. Have game nights. Um, you know, fun things. You know, just get entertain people. You know, because I know how bored people are at home, being stuck at home. So I always try to spice it up here and there. You know, to give everybody a little bit of something. You know, not just you know the same thing over and over and over. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's great. That's awesome. Thank you. Yeah, in a few weeks, it'll be one year. I'll complete one year podcasting. Oh, that's great. Yeah, I was like, um, I think it was like uh, the third or fourth of, of January, um, one year. So I'm going to continue to do it. I love doing it. So, I mean, I can't let down my listeners now. You know, hey, trucker, where did he go? He just left. <laughs> That's not going to happen. So, I'll be doing it many, many years. I'm going to continue to do it. So, hmm. yeah, absolutely. So, eventually, well, I had uh, a co-host, um, uh, my youngest brother, and, you know, I went out and bought uh, – another mic boom, another microphone. And, you know, he did a couple shows with me and then he's like, eh, I don't want to do it. Hmm. Okay. Well, I mean, that's fine. I mean, when I do it, I'll, you know, eventually I'll, I'll find another co-host. So I got mm-hmm. the other microphone sitting beside me here. It's up. I just got the, you know, the mic boom pushed back. The microphone's there. But, yeah, man. It- uh, that's what I tell. I mean, I tell my listeners, you want to be a guest co-host and jump on in and co-ho- co-host the show with me. I was, that's all fine with me too. Yeah, we'll see what happens down the road and stuff like that. It's, uh, but you know what? I, I mean, I could, you know, I just go on and on and talk and talk about anything and everything. You know, so I don't. He just felt he maybe just didn't have the knack or something like that. But you know what? It was actually tough to get going at first, you know, because thinking, you know, is this even going to work? You know, it's like that, you know, 
um, being uh, Mike Shy. You know, never yeah. mind. You know, never never mind standing up in front of you know a crowd of twenty thousand people. You know yeah, I, mean? I was uh, yeah, I was a little a little nervous at first, and I thought about it as like, well, they're just listening to my voice; they're not actually physically seeing me. No, and right. you know, if I make a show and I know what I'm talking about, I should be fine. And that's what I do. You know, I get I'm more comfortable. I feel more comfortable speaking on uh, Podbean and other other um, podcasting uh, apps or websites as well. I'm actually a little upset with Podbean now because they started they started cutting it now. You can only do three hours a week for the free podcasting. They're literally making forcing you now to pay for a subscription. And it used to never be like that. And um, the reason why they start doing it is because there's a bunch of religious shows. They they go on for hours and hours, and they take up so much space from Podbean that it pushes a lot of shows in the very bottom of the list of live shows. And it's hard to see these shows or because not, not everybody takes the time to scroll down and try to view other shows. But to me, I think, honestly, you know, they need to start like, banning some of these shows that are just r- ridiculous like i pay for my su- uh subscription every month oh how, how much do you pay i haven't even looked at it um the the one i'm on is is 29 uh 29 but i'm paying um in canadian money so i think it comes up to about uh forty five dollars a month american or something like that jeez so, but that's okay. I don't mind. Hmm. Yeah. All right, man. I'm going to go ahead and head off. Yeah, okay. I'll definitely, I'll definitely follow you. Thank you for that. And uh, what is, uh, if you don't mind telling me, what the, what's, what's the name of your podcast? It's called the Pirate Radio Podcast. The Pirate Radio Mm-hmm. Pirate Radio Podcast. Pirate Radio Podcast. And obviously it's on Podbean here, is it? It's it's on here, Podbean. Okay. I was thinking look about, it up. I was thinking about checking out Castbox. I I like kinda like Castbox too. Okay. You should yeah. try that one too. Yeah, I should try that one too, yeah. 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 So I'll uh I'll do a search for that and uh have a listen yes. in. Yeah, C A S T B O X, cast box. Cast box. Yeah. Already. I will check All it right. out. All right. Thank you for joining me. Yeah, no problem. You have a good one. You be safe out there. Yeah, you too. Bye. Bye. There we go, ladies and gentlemen. So. The show went, uh, wow, went a whole hour and a half. Wow, that's a big show. Really big show. So let's get those thank yous out to um, all of our essential workers, our frontline workers, our doctors, our nurses, our paramedics, our police, and our fire departments. I thank you for the job that you do day in and day out. Thank you to my guests on my show today and to uh, uh, Captain Jimmy for calling in. 
thank you for that. And to all my followers, I thank you for taking the time out of your day to join me here on the Truckers Podcast. This is the Truckers Podcast. I'm your host, Doug, from London, Ontario, Canada. Thank you for joining me this evening. I will be back out tomorrow morning around 10 a.m. Until then, take care. Be safe. And you can join me. That's great. If you can't, I understand. And, uh, yeah, I will be back tomorrow. Enjoy your weekend, everybody. Thank you. Take care.